On today's episode of the Career Packs podcast, I talk about the three most underrated skills in my opinion. If you guys have been enjoying the recent episodes, make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify and all your podcasting platforms. Share this podcast with a friend and follow us on all socials at the Career Packs podcast. Thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate every single one of you and let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 48 of the Korea Packs podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm your host for this pod. And on this pod, we combine creativity and impact in hopes to give more than I can get. For those of you who are new, I'm doing something pretty cool. A podcast every single day for 365 days straight. We're nearing in on the 50-day mark. So let's keep it going. Today's pod, it's... Uh, one that uh, my idea, the idea for this actually came a couple of days ago when we, when I was at work, we were doing something called a CEO roundtable. Essentially the company that I work for, I, I work for um, a software company and they once a month do this thing called CEO roundtable where the CEO comes in, they sit down and groups of like 50 to 60 people at a time come in and then they block out an hour to hour and a half where anyone within that group can ask the CEO some questions. And that's where this idea actually came from. So if you guys read the title of the pod, which I'm assuming you did, what are some of the most underrated skills? Our CEO, he is a super, super smart, intelligent guy, literally next level human being, just like, you know, a lot of CEOs in this world. But He's very big on like efficiency, productivity hacks, and maximizing the capability within, like maximizing the capabilities of your life in each aspect, whether it's like your work, your relationships, your, again, productivity, your efficiency, your um, internal systems of your body, all of that, your brain, all that fun stuff. So I want to talk about some of these skills that I feel like that he mentioned were super rare because one of the one of the people in the group, they asked a pretty good question and I wasn't expecting the answer that he gave. The question was, what are some of the skills that us as employees should be constantly working on or acquire in order to be good employees of this company moving forward within the next, you know, five, 10 years, whatever it is like, what are what are the things that we should be working on? And his response wasn't like skills, like how to code or how to speak or, you know, how to lead, how to graphic design, build websites. It wasn't that stuff. Those types of skills are important, but the ones that he talked about were skills that were super basic life principles that he feels like everyone should be constantly working on. And here are the three. The first one is how to speed read. The second one is how to focus. And the third one is how to memorize. Now those three, they may throw you guys a little bit off. So I hear you because I was a little bit thrown off as well because these three things are naturally important, but they're not things that we're always thinking about. They're things that are developed. They're not just things that are innate and things that we just have. And that was his biggest point. He was talking about how when he 
was growing up, he didn't have any of these skills. It, he found it really hard for, excuse me, he found it really hard for himself to focus. He wasn't the best reader. He couldn't even speak that well. And he developed all of these skills over time through best practices, books, mentors, all of those things. And he's a big book guy. So in terms of that first skill, specifically how to speed read, he quoted this book or not quoted. He recommended this book called Jim uh, or called Limitless by Jim Quick. And a big disclaimer, by the way, before I even, you know, move on, I, I am not good at essentially any of these. Like these are all skills that I'm still actively trying to work on or trying to implement into my life. So I don't want you guys to think that I have any of these skills actually memorized or or these types of skills that I actually have them like to an extent where it's perfect because no one does. But I just thought this was super insightful. So I thought I'd share it with you guys in terms of the skills that are super underrated. So the speed reading, he talked about Jim Quick and his book called Limitless, Limitless where he breaks down just some ways that we can maximize the way that we read. And one of the ways that he talked about was, you know, improving your peripheral vision for speed reading. And you don't have to sub vocalize every single word that you read. So, for example, if I'm saying Apple or like if I if I see the word um, Apple, don't say Apple. You can just like picture an apple and then you could just like keep reading. So like using your peripheral vision to identify the word. You don't have to necessarily like read it out loud to yourself, either out loud or in your brain. You could just picture an apple and keep it going. And over time, the more you do this, um, he gives tips and tricks just like that. And over time, you can start to train yourself to read 250 words, 500 words, and 1,000 words at a time. That's what he was saying. The sad thing is, though, is that the next the next one or honestly a lot of these they don't really teach you any of these things in school um because i struggled a lot with focus when i was honestly all throughout my life when i was in school have you ever had that thing where you know it goes in one year and out the other that's how i felt like a lot of my schooling life was there were certain things, of course, that resonated. A lot of the stuff, though, all the way from what I can remember from like elementary school to junior high to high school. College was OK, but college as well. They just don't teach you those fundamental basics. Maybe they do now. I don't know if you guys are listening and they're and you're like, no, Neil, they have classes that specialize in this. Then cool. My mistake. But. From my experience, they don't really teach you how to think about things in a different way. It's either their philosophy or their way of teaching it, and you have to apply it in the same way they're thinking about it, and that's exactly how it should be. And if you think about it or have a different perspective on it or have a different way of finding an answer, they deem it as wrong or that it's not acceptable. And I think that's crazy because... Two plus one equals three, and so does one plus two. So 
So does zero plus three. That also equals three. There's many different ways to get to an answer and an end solution. So I think I think schools are getting better at this though, but I think in terms of the changing the entire system to adopt this new age of learning and how people learn nowadays, I think it's hard for them to do at a very, very fast rate. So yeah, I did struggle a lot. I I would like read things and then not be able to comprehend them at all. That was my biggest problem. I could read. I was good at reading things out loud. Like if the teacher asked me to like read a chapter, I could do that. But then if the teacher were to be like, hey, like come back and like tell us what happened in that chapter, I would have a hard time with that. It wasn't until I started like if if I read something that's really interesting, either I'd write it down or I'd associate an image to it or I'd associate an example to it. And when I have that example or image put on a specific thing, I can easily remember it. So, for example, like that hour that I spent with um, that CEO roundtable and some of the things that he talked about, of course, I can't remember everything that he talked about within that, you know, 70 minute time frame. But there are certain words, certain things that he says, I just remember because I've attached an image or an example to all of them. And some very underrated things as well on how to improve your focus that I found is meditating, cold showers, long walks, time blocking, all of those things. They help with me for my focus. Um, I would like to say this is kind of like a universal thing to help with focus, but I don't want to, I don't want to say something that I'm not sure of. It works for me, may not work for you guys, but anytime I realize I step in a cold shower for like two to three minutes as soon as I come outside. It's like a it's like a piping hot coffee for your entire body like in the morning. So like you know how you guys like drink that coffee in the morning like a Starbucks or a black coffee to wake yourself up. It's like a it's like a black coffee for your entire body like internally and your brain. I just think it's a crazy hack. Same thing with meditating. Meditating is all about letting your thoughts go, letting your thoughts just constantly run through your mind. And then when you catch yourself attaching yourself to a thought, it's meditating is the ability to detach yourself from that thought and bring yourself back to the place of where you want your thought to be. So, what I do when I'm meditating to improve my focus, when I close my eyes and I'm taking deep breaths in and out, I just envision the word calm in front of me, like literally just black everywhere and the word calm in front of me. And as my thoughts are going, and I have a lot of thoughts because I am a thinker, (laughs) all my thoughts that are going in and out of my brain, whenever I catch myself starting to wonder about the past or the future, or what I'm going to have for dinner or what I'm going to say tomorrow at for work or when I have a call with this guy or when I have an interview for my podcast. When I start thinking about all these things, I just tell myself like, hey, bring yourself back to the word calm and bring yourself back into that neutral state and just tell yourself you're calm. 
and just focus on the word calm. That that's what I try to do in my meditation practices. So same thing with long walks. Actually, after I'm done recording this podcast, I'm probably going to go take a super long walk because I like doing that. So going for like a 30 minute walk, 45 minute walk. It's a big refresher for the mind. And yeah, I think it does have some sort of some sort of attachment in your ability to focus, especially when you do it without a phone in your hand or in your pocket listening to music, just like accepting nature for what it is and focusing on the little sounds that you hear, the people that are uh, walking around or running or the kids playing. Focusing on those sounds and um, having your senses be activated, that's another great way to practice some sort of focus. Time blocking. Time blocking is another thing that Nick, um, or I probably shouldn't say his name, but yeah, time blocking is something that our CEO talked about because blocking, um, he was talking about how it's very weird the way your brain tells yourself things. Like if you have like a task to do and you tell yourself that uh, you have two hours to do it, but then if you minimize that, I think it's called a Pomodoro, Pomodoro technique, something like Pomodoro technique, something like that. Pomodoro. I don't, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, but I think that's what it's called where like if you have a three hour time frame of you wanting to get work done, try to take your tasks and minimize certain tasks into like 20 or 30 minute increments. And then after the 20 minutes or after the 30 minutes, move to another task and then move to another task. And then within that three hour time frame, you'll have a lot more things done. That's one. And then number two, Telling yourself that you have 30 minutes to complete a task versus telling yourself two hours, like you'll tell your like you'll do the thing a lot quicker than you think you're capable of doing. So, for example, like recording these pods, editing and stuff like that, like I can think that it can take three to four hours. But if I just plan things properly, I'm able to get an outline done, get a podcast recorded, edited. Uh, distributed, chop it up for shorts and stuff like that. I could have that done within like an hour and a half or two hours sometimes. So it's a cool little hack. And the last one was the was how to memorize. I talked about this briefly, but I think people tend to try to memorize things or get thrown information and try to memorize it in the wrong way. Now, granted, everyone is different in terms of how they're able to memorize. Um, because in school, the first thing that they should be teaching you is how to think, how to read, how to memorize and how to focus. But in school, they're just constantly throwing information at you. It's like, Hey, memorize this, focus on this aspect here, learn how to write this essay, or here's the rubric, write this essay and make sure it hits all these key component components. They don't teach you how to like properly sentence like structure a sentence and all that stuff so that's why again in school they may be doing it now but for me i'm trying to practice all those things where you know writing reading doing focus exercises like i mentioned all those things because because that's the first thing that they should teach and i just had a really hard time with it so 
now I'm learning all those things on my own. Slowly but surely. But with the memorization aspect, if I have, for me personally, when I get a bunch of information thrown at me, like if they, if someone tells me like, hey, read chapter five and go and write a paper on chapter five, like I wouldn't, for one, I wouldn't be able to like comprehend it that well if I just read it or just try to like memorize the things that happened. But if you taught taught that to me in a way where I'm able to have examples listed for it or have like pictures drawn out to explain what's happening or show graphs and that works a little bit better for me. When I was in college, what I used was flashcards. Flashcards was a little little bit of a hack because it's like that constant repetition of seeing the term and seeing the definition that helps really, really well. So yeah, I just think these three are super underrated, super important. And if, if these three are difficult to do, which right now they are for me, because I'm still working on them. If these three are difficult to do, it'll be like all the other skills that you're trying to acquire in your life. It'll be hard to get as well because these three are very fundamental in wanting to get anything and everything else. So, yeah. But yeah, man, that's those are the three skills that I think are super underrated. Three skills I want to talk about today. Um, I know it's a little bit of a shorter pod, but but yeah, I think the stuff that you can learn from someone who has been in business for a very, very long time is super underrated. Not everyone is a fan of business. So honestly, even myself, like some of the aspects of business, they, they're they super overwhelming, right? Like, like, of course, the work, the meetings, the decision making, all that. But learning from someone who's been in business for a really long time and has been doing it from a young age, I think it's a very, very... And I could do a whole podcast on this, just the idea of mentors and trying to get yourself around people who have been in business for a long time. I think it could benefit you. It could benefit someone in any profession. It doesn't matter if, you know, if you're a podcaster, salesperson, if you um, are an engineer, a coder, anything. Just picking the brain of these types of people is a big, big blessing in disguise because it'll teach you some things and some frameworks and perspectives that we may we may never have thought of before. And that that's what happened to me a couple of days ago in terms of the skills. But yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Quick recap, three underrated skills. Number one, how to speed read. Number two, how to focus. And three, how to memorize. There's books on all of these. This Jim Quick one on Limitless for how to speed read. I actually have it being shipped to my house right now. Um, and within the last two days, I've ordered four books. So, um, all recommendations from our CEO. So definitely going to dive into those, read those and maybe not, maybe I will share the lessons from those books onto this pod. So yeah, gentlemen's agreement. Let's get this done with ladies and gentlemen. I do a segment for those of you who are new called the gentleman's agreement at the end of every pod. It's super simple. It's a two way agreement. My end of the agreement is I give you guys a pod every single day, no matter what. Your end of the agreement is just as important, so don't get it twisted. 
you have to do three little things. You have to follow the podcast on Spotify or wherever you guys listen to your pods. Number two, give it a five-star rating. That helps the ranking of this podcast if you guys enjoy it. And number three, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who may get some sort of value out of this and someone who's trying to stack their skills. Share it with them because this one may be pretty valuable. And like I always say, take care. Tell someone that you love them and do something nice for someone because they deserve it. Thank you guys so much for joining me for episode number 48. And like always, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.